You are listening to Friends Next Door. Door. Okay, three, two, one. Door. Door. Okay. No, no, no. no. Three, two, one. Door. Door. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Friends Next Door. This is Dan. This is Mia, and I can't take you seriously with those faces. This is Thomas. And we have a really, really special guest today, guys. Our second celebrity guest. And boy, is she a celeb. For saying it. We have a uh, give a warm welcome to the ho- the co-host of Beauty Within, uh, Felicia Lee. Hi, hi. <laughs> yeah, Wait, that was that, very anticlimactic. Is that what we're rolling with? <laughs> Yo, for those of you that don't remember, Felicia and Mia were once hosts of uh, Off the Great Wall. Yeah, guys, gang's all here. Plus Yay! Thomas. Uh, Plus Thomas. <laughs> Felicia, did you ever think that after leaving Off the Great Wall that you would become a mega YouTube star? Can we not with the mega and can we not with the star? <laughs> and it just so happens I'm on YouTube. But you're but just no. YouTube? Yes, I'm just YouTube right here. No, I only do that because I know how much you hate it cringe um but yeah you would kick me if i said yeah my dream was to become a mega youtube star (laughs) it's all coming together for me guys (laughs) well thanks so much for being on here today so today we're going to talk about uh, if you guys didn't he didn't listen check out our previous episode about how k-pop has influenced um male beauty standards we're going to talk about female beauty standards but instead of talking about k-pop we're going to talk about uh, influencer culture, um, YouTube celebritum, Instagram celebritum, and how that has changed uh, beauty standards for females or how that's mm. affected it. And Very since we have a resident uh, person that beauty you know, is on there, I think yeah. a beauty expert, you know, I think it's very appropriate to, I don't know if I want to put flee, maybe if you, if you don't like being put on the spot, but maybe we could just start with you. No, we'll put her on the spot. Let's put her on the spot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay, what, like Shoot. in general, yeah. What do you think with in the last few years with all these um, the celebritum on on uh, Instagram and YouTube and all these platforms has changed female be- beauty standards? Also, well, am I it's stupid? Yeah. Am I stupid for not knowing what celebritum is? I guess just influence another way to say like the influencer culture. Okay. Influencer culture, which is basically the new celebrity status because now you can see influences that get big off IG, YouTube are actually mingling with your television celebrities. It's almost become this like on par status, which I think is really interesting how that really like came to be. And I think with the rise of that, it's put a lot of pressure on, I don't even think just girls, just people in that entire generation. And I always think like I have four younger siblings. I would never want to grow up in the society that we're in now, given all the availability of like technology of, you know, connecting with different people. It's like a double-edged sword. And it just comes with so much more pressure that kind of takes away your innocence. (laughs) Wow. So deep. (laughs) Wait, did you say it takes away your innocence? What do you mean by that? I mean, like in the the mental innocence, you know, like 
I think we all grew up running around under hoses, you know, like <laughs> having fun in the backyard, going out and waiting for a phone call, like at home on a landline. But now everyone's so interconnected and it's so easy to compare yourself to literally everyone else out in the world at like just a touch of the button and you know prior to like instagram prior to youtube getting really big and just all these social media platforms you would you would just kind of live your own life and have your own friendship group and that's all you would kind of build your identity around but now you're basically building up your identity around the entire world um, with people who you think are better than you more pretty than you, more successful than you. And like that takes a toll, you know, on the mental health. That's so interesting because like, I feel like people now, they can become super famous overnight, especially on these platforms. Uh, in a way, I thought it would empower them more because people would follow you for not the reasons that they would maybe follow you in the past. Like not just for your outer appearance, right? I feel like people mm. could now follow anyone for anything and in a way that's like good but like kind of like you said in the other way because you will now inevitably a lot of people will achieve success especially at a, such a young age like you said it, it becomes now super pressurized um to you know like i don't know like you're in that world i'm not like yes I'm we're not, living you know. in a pressure cooker right now <laughs> no it's like every way you turn um you know, where it's like screen time, right? Everywhere you turn is just a reminder of maybe something else that you could have done or could have been or could have like, you know, FOMO <laughs> mentality. And it's just a constant reminder of that. And I think if, um, and I think if you're not really solid or like confident, which we aren't, you know, we all have insecurities and it will really rock that and shake that. And I think that's why so many people, even though now they seem on the surface are really happy, you know, it's like the, it's the perfected feed of life yeah. um, that on the surface, they seem really happy. They have it all together, but we all know that everyone's kind of struggling in their own way, which is life. Um, but I think people like choose to forget that and they still, subconsciously want to compare and i think for girls like if we're just talking about females here on top of that there's also societal pressures to be a certain way you know like for guys i don't know if you talked about it in the previous episode um like to me a guy's pressure is more about providing you know being stability and support but for a woman it's it's like being able to take care of yourself and the family while looking a certain way and maintaining and upkeeping. And now there's just this other like crusty layer that you also have to filter through. It's like filter culture as well, you know? Filter the, culture. Filter yeah. culture I like that. for sure. But the thing is for you, it might come natural. I think this is something that you've kind of known all along but it's not that obvious for a lot of other people right especially if you're younger you just see the you know the nice surface part of it but they don't see the struggle that you guys go through in the background and um to dan's point when uh with these platforms just kind of allowing people to be able to like be successful um almost overnight because that's kind of unheard of before it kind of discounts the efforts that you guys put in um, sure. So mm. is that something that you kind of knew going in or is it something that you kind of learn as you go along and how has that perception changed for you over the years? 
Yeah, I think it's like on the surface, you'll always just see what it is, right? Like a pretty package. It's it's like a present wrapped in a bow. Um, and to your point about like the effort that actually goes in it. So on the surface, we're like 2.4 million subscribers. There's like 160,000 followers. And even though that's not a lot, like people have millions on like IG, right? But collectively, that's a lot of eyeballs. And then when you yeah. have a lot of eyeballs and when you have a lot of influence, um, no matter what industry you feel pressure and you feel responsibility to either be like a voice um, but at the same time like for me personally I don't feel that is my responsibility but it also is because they're chiming in because they connect with you and they want to find some sort of like you know resource through you or just like a friendship even through you but then at the same time, it's not for me to like coddle these 2.5 million people, you know, and I think get striking the balance of that whilst also like living the public life versus my private life, like the balance of all of that together can really get to anyone. Because yeah. then you start like, you start losing your own identity. Like, you know, what is it? Imposter syndrome is strong, I think, for anyone who has a public face. Um, and yeah, it's like, who am I at this yeah. point? So like on the other side, so Miam, like for you, you know, who's not in front of the camera, although we're behind a microphone, um, how have your perception of, beauty standards change by just using these platforms every day and seeing, seeing what people go through and seeing like what's popular, you know, yeah, like yeah. how does that affect you personally as a woman? Woman. 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 <laughs> woman. Um, like that. The thing is when I was growing up, I grew up in Indonesia. So I was just kind of used to seeing, um, I know you hate this term so much, Dan, but used to seeing quote unquote Asian faces on TV. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that hasn't really changed. Um, uh -huh. It's just nice when YouTube was in its early days that you get to see people who look hmm. more like you um, on screen. I guess, right? I mean, specifically, like, has it affected your perception of what is beautiful for women? Nah. Or it reinforces? <laughs> no. So your oh. so your views before all this all this influencer culture and how it is now is the same. Yeah, I think so. I think mm, I've just been just kind of like recognizing that there's different standards of beauty um, living mm -hmm. in America, which is such a melting melting pot, right? So you see um, Chinese like pretty Chinese women or like pretty like white women. It's just like or even black women, it's like the standards are just different. Um, mm -hmm. So I think uh, digital world just kind of exposes all that to the surface for better or worse. So then woman to woman, how would you, <laughs> oh what are God. some characteristics, <laughs> like how would you define beauty, you know, in the current age or just your own definition? Um, you know, you can even compare contrast of like what it used to be versus now. Like, has that changed? Are you talking about physical beauty or beyond that? Yeah, anything because it's it's a it's multi. There's Phys many characteristics that make up beauty, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, for I guess those wondering or listening, what is beauty? What are the beauty standards? Dude, this is when I realized that I'm getting just 
ancient. I'm like, this comes yeah. with age that you see, okay. you know, <clears throat> things that are beyond the surface level. Um, mm -hmm. I used to just like follow pretty people that I see on the internet and I'd be like, oh my God, these, these girls are just so pretty. They're so cool and they have such a cool style. But then now, I mean, I still think about that, but I, it comes with like, oh, but then, you know, realizing that I, they may not be perfect people. You know, mm -hmm. I, I could take a stab at that. I think one thing I notice is, for example, like fads and trends take off uh, like a rocket overnight. So I remember growing up before Instagram and, and uh, mobile phones, right? It was back in the late 90s, early 2000s. I remember when a trend would take off, usually with like clothing, let's say, um, mm -hmm. it, you would see people where like I remember one year for girls there they were really into these um flappy sweatpants called gauchos i don't know it's very random, wait the but, ones that like, had I the remember, buttons on the side no buttons they were literally oh. like like sweatpants with that were flared and they were tapered like they were uh capris they were flared like they, they, but tapered they were f no me mia you know what i'm talking about gauchos <laughs> right like back in two early 2000s everybody in my college every girl it was like this was beautiful you're so, a goucher. But there, <laughs> so that, yeah, So fast forward to now, it, it's like, let's say there was a, so for example, like workout gear or like everybody being obsessed with athleisure. having like a super athleisure workout. Like I think now everyone's obsessed on social media with looking like they're super fit. You know, which mm -hmm. is great. I think being fit is great. I am I am the opposite of fit. I am unfit. <laughs> so I, I like you know, I wish I was fit, You're but I'm just saying like fit. like stuff like this when I feel like it's good to be healthy and fit and have a positive body image, but when when any trend takes off, I think maybe that's negative. You know, because then like everyone is girls, let's just say girls, right? They just see like, oh, this is beautiful. So I gotta look like this. And I got to post photos like this. And the other thing is, too, I've seen some accounts. I, this is one of my favorite accounts I just started following where it's a woman. She has millions of followers. I forget. I think her first name starts with like a D. And she shows how fake Instagram is. So she'll, she has like cellu cell cellulite, right? And she's like, this is my normal thigh. And then this is how I make it look like how it should be on Instagram. Slim. I'm like, dude, this is the perfect... Yes. Oh yeah, there's so many of those you know? through the TikTok, TikTok, lol, through the TikTok. Uh, <laughs> no, I but I just actually, found one. I'm like, yeah. That reminds me that like, you know, beauty with the trends that you were talking about, these mm -hmm. trends kind of morph and change the beauty standards because like mm -hmm. every decade or so, every year there's new trends, right? And then kind of every 10 year chunk there's a new standard. So like if you mm -hmm. if you rewind back um, you know, like curvaceous and plump was in as a beauty standard. And then, you know, it goes through its kind of morphing changes mm -hmm. where like short hairs in, pixie cuts are in, and then like super long hairs in, and then stick thin is in, like, you know, model-esque in the 90s. So like, where do you think we're at now that, that, um, I think we're in the fit, fit era. Like yeah. everybody's trying to stay like, uh, physically fit. They they all work out, right? I think that's like the trend these days. Like to me, <laughs> I guess back in the days, <laughs> you know, when when Asian women are supposed to be or expected to be like stick thin, like mm. I'm like that. 
naturally. So I don't really like whatever. I'm like underweight, and that that's actually a different problem to have. Yeah. Um, no, but, Mia is petite. She's <laughs> like tiny, petite, tiny, tiny. But speaking about being fit, now I just remember. Like I remember seeing those. Pictures of like these women being so fit, and they're like they have wa- washboard abs, and I'm like, yeah. no matter how hard I work out, I don't think I can be like that. Mm-hmm. And something hit me. I think it's the workout pants. Like as long as you have expensive workout pants, yeah. they would do wonders. It sculpts uh, the behind. Yeah. Yes. The redondo. I, I, I also See. feel like yeah, the aspect that's like such an illusion. It's like because there's also things out there or angles like you guys taught me right like these angles you take a selfie or whatever you just look totally different it's almost like everyone's trying to achieve the one thing and it's it's like even easier than ever to achieve it and also to another extent it's people who are just like i'm just gonna fake it now i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the other thing is i'm just gonna have have a fake persona and not even work hard to get this because this is what everyone is living towards is like social media um, influencer and also not just like physical beauty, but also like influencer culture, right? Like types of videos you do, like people, you know, what's beautiful, like a, maybe somebody that like goes and sh- shops a lot or shows off fashion or whatever. And you're like, is that your actual real life? I don't know. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> I feel like influences really do now lead that trend and that standard of what is beautiful. There's um, this influencer called like Desi, for example, right? Desi Perkins. And she's up there. She's just like your average. She's beautiful. She does makeup, but she's mingling there with the Kardashians. You know what I mean? So there's like the lines are blurred now. It's not this clear distinction of like Hollywood. And then you're, you know, you sit in a room and make videos on YouTube and they're separate worlds. They're like so interconnected now because I think it's all digital. You know, even celebrities, you could tell in the last year or two, have flooded YouTube. It's gone like the other way. Because they've also needed, they've, you know, where the eyeballs are, you've realized that's what people are watching because like the average viewer and consumer wants to feel like they're part of something real and raw, which is why I think, you know, celebs have kind of needed to take that and run with it as well. And that's what YouTube was. (laughs) So yeah, the lines are super blurred. It's definitely, yeah, not just blurred. I think, oh, sorry, go ahead, Thomas. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wonder, so, like, um, where, like, what what the impact of social media is because I, I feel like those beauty standards have always been set, right? But they just went viral, progressed slower than now. Um, like, whereas before, it was, let's say, the celebrities kind of setting the standards. But now with social media, it's kind of democratized that to, like, the influencer class basically um and so now you have you just have more people trying out different things and then seeing what goes viral and then what kicks off right so i feel like it's just like for beauty standards it's just gone through more and more more iterations and faster iterations compared to before um but the but there will be like a set time where it's like everyone's kind of gunning for the same thing like the same kind of look and then it'll move on to the next thing right yeah, and I think I think it's in a way it's kind of worse uh, with digital influencers because they start off as like, 
you know, your girl next door, uh, she's just like me kind of thing. Whereas before with celebrities, people are just to you. They, they're kind of like, you know, celebrities are not real people. Um, right. And so their beauty standards don't really apply to mine. But with influencers, you feel like you're, it's almost like a friend. So, you know, it's, it's almost like having a worse impact because you think that this regular person can be like this and you're kind of, you can't help it by comparing yourself and you're like a potato compared to them. <laughs> and so in a way to me, it's kind of having a worse impact on your self-confidence. I was going to say, I just think Instagram and TikTok and all that should just be destroyed. <laughs> it's just, that's just me because i'm just like well, like you guys are saying it's gotten to the point where there's no there's no more lines like for example like tiktok okay i do, i've never i don't have tiktok i've never watched the tiktok video i don't know what it's all about until instagram started trying to now copy TikTok them comes to instagram yep and now like and now it's like my phone it's like why do i care about this these people and then, and I could tell it's like it's all one thing. Like everyone's like now, what's beautiful is like girls who can small screen dance and um, <laughs> to a song. And 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 I'm like, and that's that's what I'm talking about. That's the trend now. Yeah, like like uh, before, it's like you could actually dance, right? Like you go see somebody dance, you're like, wow. Like before social media, I'll be you know I'll, I'll go to a. Sh I'll go to a dance show in, in eighth grade and I'll be like, man, that girl rocked it on stage. I have a crush on her because she's awesome at dancing. And now it's like, you just look at your screen and it's like faux dancing. Like, I'm sorry, what I'm doing is I'm mimicking somebody doing a, a TikTok. <laughs> app, but you know what I'm saying? So now that's beautiful. And now anybody, like Thomas, you were saying, it's been democratized. So anybody, anybody could be like, this is a trend because I got a real time feedback because everyone's into this. Because if I do something like this, I'm going to get a million eyeballs. So it's just like, there are no, it's almost like the beauty has, it's like, yeah. it's just become. This and you have to like play the game. You have to yeah. play the system that they designed for you. You know, like Instagram was, they, they coded it so that you will keep going back. Right. And I think there are good things to it. You know, it's made a lot of things accessible. You can learn a lot more like and I think the speed of which you can find things and like see things, learn things is like rapid. Right. Everything is kind of exponential. You're like up here one second, you're down here another second. And that's just like riding the wave. But I think also what it it makes people think about eventually, you know, you were saying you were the girl next door and then you become this big shot and you can't help but fall to the knees of that trap, right? Like then you'll start getting sponsorships. You start kind of like losing yourself in a way. But what it brings up is the intention. You know, everyone can have influence, but like for each person that has it, what's their intention? What are they using it for? Is it for the greater good? Is it for themselves? Is it to, you know, be a band-aid for their self-esteem? Um, and I think maybe like if more people were to really think about why they're doing things the way they're doing it and what they're doing it for, it could actually be used as such a great tool because yeah. never have we ever before been able to spread a message like that, you know? Well, I think that's where your channel comes in because it's beauty within. 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 So, like, how do you, so putting you on back on the spot, like, how do you and your co-host Rowena sort of shift that tide or address oh, man. 
beauty it's hard though it's hard because you know so like a beauty standard i guess skincare everyone wants clear skin they want it like i guess if you grew up me i'm like everyone wanted clear bright like white skin right as a as an asian like because it's just seen as just better looking um but I guess like cultures, it, it will depend on culture. Like back where I'm from, Australia, you want like clear but tan skin. But anyway, one of the problems I feel like we face is not many people want to hear about, you know, the reflection side of things. But at the same time, I almost feel like they do. It's like they're looking for something. They feel like something's missing, which is why they're here trying to like find someone to connect to. But what grabs them is like, still a clickbait title right like here's what you buy to be a quick fix and all of that is great and it's just it's kind of still a band-aid but it has to be like this 50 50 of external internal like you know it's that's holistic beauty <laughs> have you seen um it, like in terms of the feedback or in terms of what people request uh like for you guys to talk about a review uh over the time of the channel um no actually over the seven years it's always acne um hyperpigmentation you know scarring what is it stretch marks all of those things like how do i deal with this so of course those are just what appears on the surface and what we try to do is kind of just give them the confidence and the knowledge and the education to not only know like what to look for when you buy stuff but to give because when you when you're educated you're you're feeling that confidence within yourself because you feel like oh i actually know how to approach it i know this is normal i'm not the only one alone and then that will actually like grow your inner self in a way simultaneously while being educated on like the surface level things about how to cure your acne so yeah it maybe they don't realize that it's kind of simultaneously happening but i almost feel like you have to it has to come from both ways yeah i'm also here to tell the ladies that if you think that guy you know like a lot of guys they they are attracted to like one type of girl let's say and it, mm. it can be very superficial um i i'm not tooting my own horn i'm just saying throughout my whole life i have liked girls of all kinds of shapes and sizes so i could speak to this so <laughs> thank you for being since, so since inclusive a young, since a young age i it's yes obviously like there's physical appearance but i can remember going back to grade school where it doesn't matter what the girl what her what what who or like what race she is or how big she is like how small she is but i remember like it was really about their personality mm. you know and that was the beauty of like growing up in the 80s and 90s where you didn't have all these, all the social media or, you know, telling you who's beautiful and what you just meet somebody and you're, you, if you know, you're like, wow, I, I like her. Cause she's, you know, whatever, you know? And so, um, I think that a lot of guys out there, they are, they still think like that. So there, so as much as we think that men are only attracted and vice versa too, to like one type, you know, if I don't have, uh, like a thigh gap or if i don't if i don't do pilates and look you know great in yoga pants no that's not true because you they people will see the inside of you shine you know they really do i really believe that you know how many well, other guys think like dan here, so here's my point right <laughs> i think i can tell you this minority. right now most I, men okay. most men are pigs i'll tell you that right now 
Is Thomas included? Thomas no, I think no Thomas is a pig. Guy. <laughs> no, I, no, Thomas is not a pig. That's why it's we're awfully quiet. Wait, I, I have a question. So, Flea, you were talking about confidence earlier, and I've always, I've been wondering for a while. It's like, why is it that like girls or young women suffer from anxiety, like, uh, like on an average, compared to uh, like boys or young men, basically? Um. Obviously, you're well, not. I'm not expecting well, like a holistic have, answer, but yeah, go yeah. ahead. Um, on top of all the confusion about kind of figuring out your own body, you know, there's like hormones. <laughs> <laughs> I and immediately thought of that too, but I would just I stay quiet to just let. These me. are different hormones. <laughs> the hormones. Like your bodies are changing. Yeah. <laughs> we have triggering hormones, especially at the developmental stages, you know, <laughs> when you're trying to understand yourself and the world and where you fit in. So in terms of anxiety, I think it's just like, it's all of that. It's the hodgepodge of trying to figure out everything. Like what is going on with my body? How should I look? Why do my friends look a certain way? Am I like living up to that standard within my group? Because, you know, even for guys, you kind of dress up so that you don't seem like the ugly duckling within your group, right? Because it's that that instills confidence. Yeah. Oh, you guys did Thomas not see me in high. <laughs> you guys did not see me in high school or college. <laughs> I, I just read an article and uh, that uh, like Haley Baldwin, right? Like uh, uh, I don't know how true this is or whatever, but she she says she, she felt really insecure next to uh, one of the Jenner sisters. I still don't know which one's which, but the tall one. And also uh, <laughs> no. Gigi Haddad, right? And she was saying Hadid. how she felt. Yeah, Hadid, <laughs> Haddad, whatever. Her dad. Her. Uh, her dad. Yeah, I thought you I actually really... meant like Bruce. Dad. Oh, no. No, my bad. My bad. I mean, Hadid. <laughs> you mean Caitlin. The... No, Caitlin. I mean like, I mean uh, Gigi, right? Her friends. Because she said in this article that she felt inferior to them because they were models. She was a model, but she's 5'7 or 5'8. And then they were like 5'11 or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. It's just crazy because like, obviously, they're, the three of them, uh, physically, they're considered some of the most beautiful women in the world, and yet mm -hmm. this person feel, felt very inferior to her friends. So, kind of like what what you guys are saying, you know, like there's still like the perception of what's beautiful, and that's different for every single person, which yeah. is so weird because somebody could be like hanging on to one thing, you know, yeah. like like I don't know, you know, like I, I mean, know, maybe... like isn't that the entire premise of Mean Girls? Like yeah. you're put into this new school, you you see this group of girls, which is almost like idolized and it's only human nature to want to be liked, right? Mm -hmm. So naturally mm -hmm. you're going to want to like observe and see what it is about them that you don't have. And then you'll try mm -hmm. to morph yourself almost into that in ways that you think you should. Um, yeah. So yeah, I do I do think one, at least one thing, and if it doesn't go overboard, is that I do see on social media that any type of girl, if they can embrace, you know, who they are and what shapes and size and color and ethnicity they are, right? And at least, like, I think these days there's more openness to all of that because there are, you will find an audience on social media. So there, so you will not feel alone. Whereas, whereas before, if you didn't have that, then you're really just regulated to people around you. Like you were saying, your friends in class. So if you stood out, um, you're going to think that you don't fit in and you're going to be very self-conscious. But on the other hand, 
you you if you kind of if you open up social media and you go and you go to the deep dark web then there's there's so much so much going on that then it becomes really hard to figure out what's really beautiful you know yeah, yeah. i think social media has definitely perpetuated the uh, like you know the i'm not good enough part of human nature mm-hmm. um especially scrolling through which is why i only follow food instagrams Hmm. Wait, but do guys uh, are they even curious about following other guys to like I follow you know? dude I I follow uh I follow workout dudes. It's kind of weird. And then I get a bunch of workout dudes on my cuz I'm like, "Oh, he has a really like I want to get that body while not going to the gym." Yeah. So I follow like I mean, really it's the same for workout girls. Dudes. Yeah. <laughs> but then like if you look at my Instagram, you're like, "Wait, Dan, uh I'm sorry. Why do you have all these shirtless dudes on your Instagram? I'm like, <laughs> no, because I'm I I want to I want to look like that. I just can't. I just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. Anyways, I mean that's the same for us, right, ma'am? Like, <laughs> majority of the accounts I follow are girls. <laughs> the same thing. So and ye too. No, like, kidding. I'm gonna look. I look over at Ye's phone. I'm like, why are you looking at a girl in a in a bathing suit? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. That's the norm. <laughs> she's like, she's like, if you want to live, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but so then you follow your world. own set of guys. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Who cares about guys? Even with K-pop, I always followed um, girl girl bands. Mm. How do you think? How do you think K-pop has influenced beauty standards, Felicia? Or and Mia? If you really has. want to hear my take again? I want to hear your take, Miam. Yes. I want to hear it. Wait, I want to. I want to check with something. I feel like is is. I feel like there's only one beauty standard or image that people go after for K-pop in Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that yeah. accurate? Oh right. Yes. Right. That's true. Because because yeah. let's say for like um yeah. the like the girl group bands or even some K dramas, I already have a bit of facial blindness, so I have a lot of trouble detecting right. like differentiating who is who like between the girls no but so, i mean it's uh, a fair uh, statement yeah, what i'm wondering when they package these girl groups the intention is for the male gaze i'm i'm sure and then there's the secondary market is the girls <laughs> right mm-hmm. so i got a good example right so this proves my theory that your personality will trump so like thomas was saying the first time i saw that girl group I, I like this girl group. We all know Blackpink, but that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, Itzy, right? So there's oh. like eight, eight of them. And I'm like, at first, I'm like, okay, they're all the same. Wait, there's because... only five in Itzy. Okay, what? You're really? talking about there's a different five? group. No, I'm talking about Itzy. You're there's talking about five? twice. There's no, like okay, no, I'm not talking about twice. I'm not Itzy. You know what Doesn't it matter. is? Because okay. I think there's 20 of them. Okay, there's five of them, right? And I, And I started to really like this one of them above all the other ones and you can't say that this one <laughs> is more beautiful than the other ones but i realized i liked her because i watched her like tr- the her whole process and i liked her mm. because she had like th- she had a great story and like her determination and but her then that you can say that for one. all five of them so why is it that um, one particular one stands but that's what i'm saying it's like at the end of the day it's like their personality that wins over you know she her per, I, I like her because you're saying they were all equally attractive. at first yeah at first right but then like what differentiates people at the core is who they are and their personality you know and obviously it's okay this is a bad example because they're all 
K-pop stars. So, so to begin with, they're, they fulfill a certain standard of beauty in society. Okay, I get that. Mm. So that's a bad example, actually. But I'm just saying- yeah, Do like, you feel any different day, about Blackpink after uh, watching the documentary? Yes, I, I've come to appreciate them more. And that's mm. what it was intended to do. Um, but I feel like when it, now that I think about it in like the female point term, you know, version of our discussion from last week, I kind of know what you or where you're coming from, Dan, when you said K-pop set you guys back. <laughs> I'm not going to go so far as saying that I'm, like K-pop girls are setting Asian girls back, but I'm just saying that it kind of perpetuates, you know, the, the stereotype of like, Asian girls, East Asian girls being just right. like super fair, super skinny and just like, I don't know. It's just like, I, I think I can, I see what you're saying now. <laughs> it's also interesting like that. that like, yeah, when you see, when you see uh, overseas fans, like for K-pop, they almost, they're not, they're trying to look like them. They just like them. So that's interesting to me. You know, when you see, interviews with overseas fans for these South Korean groups, they, they do not look like them. They don't even, they don't get plastic surgery. They're not, they're all shapes and sizes, not trying to be like them physically, but they like them, you know, I guess for who they are. So that's I feel like K-pop, like it's kind of like a design your baby kind of thing. They know <laughs> the formula, mm -hmm. um, the look, the personality, what people want. And they create almost an individual because it's 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 like cultivated almost. Yeah. That's why it's, they it's train for like eight now. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's kind of like um like YouTube and most of the influencers they're all pretty manufactured now, right? Just like once the game has been once the game has run long enough, you figure out you figure out the meta and you figure out how to produce the results that you want. Mm -hmm. So you're talking yeah. about imposter syndrome earlier. Um, and I'm wondering, like, as somebody who is in the thick of just like, you know, influencers, um, can you just dive a little bit deeper into that? Like, why are you feeling like you're an imposter? And when you're, you know, obviously a lot of these like millions of fans looking at you and be like, Alicia is so perfect. <laughs> While you're making that face. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> no, the thing is like I don't feel like I have imposter syndrome because I don't take it I don't take it as seriously as I probably as some people probably do you mm. know I'm still out here trying to just live my life and I make it very known that like I'm not perfect I'm not here to like tell you to live your life but I'm going to share my experience because that's all I can do right it's not like I can help you like come up with some formulaic answer on how to solve problems like for your skin it's just through experience and so maybe the imposter syndrome for like maybe other people it's like the trap because you're trying to be on this pedestal um, that you think people want to see and that you keep wanting to be because you know as more views and as more things come on it it goes back to that like pressure um, and I think maybe if I was like my youngest self maybe but I, I just kind of don't give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the advice you give to your sisters? Um, you know how it's like, yeah, what would you tell your younger self? It's like kind of not to take things too seriously. Like there are some things that you focus on and take seriously, but other things that you shouldn't. And it's like the opinions of others. 
I think I feel like if we can if we, you can decipher what is constructive criticism and what shouldn't be thought about, then that's probably like how, I don't know. How would you teach your daughters what's beautiful? By beating them into some <laughs> <laughs> violence is the answer, guys. <laughs> what would you tell your daughter, Miam? Wait, what? now you have a little niece. I do. What what wisdom yeah. would you impart mm. on her growing up? Because oh she's God. you know, in about three years, four yeah. years, she's gonna be at that stage where she's trying to figure out her identity. At six year old? Oh, well, yes, you know, <laughs> because it starts young at school. I think you know what that, I do I do worry about that because mm. like just looking at the era that she's going to grow up in, um, she's going to listen to, she's going to start listening to Blackpink soon. I hope not at six years old. Oh, six years old do listen to Blackpink these well, days. Well, I'm not going to let my six-year-old listen to K-pop. Yeah, I think I'm just going to be that aunt who's like, nope, you're not. Nope, nope you're nope. too young. Nope. <laughs> I'm already, nope. I already nope. noticed that I'm just like way too old school but then again that's mm. the joy of being an aunt you yeah. don't really have to well you kind of do but it's not your child oh what does your sister think like has she said oh my god what am i gonna do with my little girl oh mm. definitely yeah. definitely she started worrying about it already just like one is to make sure that she grows up a wholesome person <laughs> I don't know yeah. how else to put it, but yeah. Um, I mean, this enters a whole other topic of discussion, which is yeah. parenting styles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> like, do we really want to go there? I mean, is it possible to raise your daughter to be more confident, be less anxious? Or is that just going to be a, a, like a common factor, like because of biology? I think there's mm. just so many different things. It's like, yes. You have to give them love and support so that they do have that foundation, that strong foundation to like be confident in making decisions and trust. Um, but at the same time, they also have their personality, which is like very volatile mm-hmm. <laughs> and the environment is very volatile. They could be a good egg and then they come across a salty egg and then they're doomed. Mm. You know, so that's yeah. not something that you can control. But what you can give them is that safety net, you know, because I think that actually makes a lot of difference. I think it's just, OK, you do need to give them love and attention, but not doing it in a way that you coddle them too much. There's that mm-hmm. line that you shouldn't cross. And where that line is, it's really hard to tell. Um, but I think that safety net thing is a good thing uh, to keep in mind just because no matter what you say, your kid is going to do what they're going to do if they want it, right? So it's almost like they have to kind of come to that conclusion themselves by trial and error. Mm-hmm. And you have to be okay And at with the that. end of the day, you want your child to come back to you, not run around forever and like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you want love. Speaking of single people uh- who don't have kids. That's a that's a t- the parenting thing we could say for another time because I, I think I've got a game plan. I've got a game plan for my <laughs> for my daughter. I've got a game plan. Are you, you, you put her on a leash. 
<laughs> no, I'm no, because you put someone on a leash, they're going to break the leash okay. and they're going to go off the deep end. Okay. I know there's no. So you're just no going to let them lose and then just be like, no, I'll be here no, no, when you so realize. I, I, have, I have a plan. I have a game plan. I have a, okay. I have a business plan. I don't know if a it's going to work. A business plan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, give us okay. a preview. For, my, for, for my a daughters. human it's being, a different... you have a business plan. Because I feel very strongly about this, you know, because I don't know why, but you know, like, okay, you know how people are in Chinese culture, they're like, I want a son. I want all daughters. And he's like <laughs> freaked out. She's like, why? Because I'm like, I want to like, I think I would love my daughter so much, but at the same time, like be able to help them, like just try to, you know, put them into like, okay. Can I just tell you, my dad yeah. has four girls. <laughs> and I'm so sorry from, for your dad. <laughs> see, like they turned, the they turned out, I mean, y'all turned out pretty good, you know, finding your own. So, you know, he did something right. <laughs> Oh man! But that's the thing—you just can't tell. Like each of yeah. us are so different, and we went yeah. all different paths. So it's almost yeah. like a dice that you roll. But how did we get here? We always go off topic. Off on it. It should be called off. We should be friends next door, going off on tangents. That's what we do. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I, I want to add something. Like, no matter. Yes, our friends Mia, Felicia—they're known for their beauty. I think what makes them both stand out is their ba- is their courage. courage. Stop! Yes. Stop it! Yes. What Actually, courage? a lot of people don't know, but these two fine young ladies have a lot of courage. So, and I think that a lot of those things, like people notice, you know, like you're, like I think beyond the physical, like people do notice, like how you how you carry yourself, you know, and and. That's something that, you know what I mean? Like, Samia's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I just remember something. It does need, you do need courage to go through the obstacle course that we did in Vermont. But you're talking right. about something else. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's right. That's hey, you also need courage oh, to uh, go through uh, Manhattan in a sumo suit, too. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, anyways. Anyway, right. oh, what what else do you guys want to add before we uh inevit- before we sign off? Anything about? I think it's Felicia about should that promote time. her channel. Yes, <laughs> yo, Felicia, tell our audience about yeah, your man. channel. They can watch you. Come on, Felicia. Right. Well, if you want some skincare solutions, <laughs> and guys little- and girls. Yes, guys and girls, dude. More guys, I love it. Are taking pride and you know feeding their curiosity about how to look after themselves and that's basically what the channel is so if you're curious um come on to beauty within on youtube <laughs> and that firsthand account because felicia and i were shopping one time and the guy who rang her up recognized her yes what? we were in what? a shoe store <laughs> <laughs> a shoe store they were like that's an she had unexpected ma- demographics there and i think you yeah. had a mask on and i'm like i did have a mask right? on and he recognized you because of your accent. Oh my god! Yes. Your Aussie it's, accent. So yeah, what it's a, a mega star? Mm-hmm. Oh um. Cross gender. <laughs> I should come. <laughs> Wait a second! What? I mean, across genders, not like across. You know, men and women. Wow! Women. What a way to end this segment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank you for having me. We'll see you next time.
Oh, yeah. See you next time. But also, guys, don't forget, uh, rate our podcast because it helps other people find us. Also, uh, write us questions and we'll talk about it in a segment called Asking for a Friend. So you could ask for a friend if you have any advice, if you need any advice on anything. We'd love to help. Bye. 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 Bye.